And then it went to now, this September, it's every month you get charged long-term storage fees. So any item that's been there six months or longer, you'll get charged more. Plus, if your metrics, right, if you don't have a good sell-through rate, if you have a lot of items out of stock, if you have a lot of stranded inventory, and there's one more measurement, I can't remember what it is right now. Uh, I, I want to say, oh, excessive units. You have way too much in your store that hasn't been selling for a while. If your metrics show a score less than 350, they will limit your inventory. Hmm. So let me tell you how disastrous this could have been for me. So at one point, my score dipped to like a 347 or something. And they said, if you don't get above a 350, you'll only be allowed, I think it was 100 cubit square feet. And then you'll be charged, I forget what it was, some obnoxious amount per square foot over. Mm. Well, I had 167 I was using at that time. So you were going to have to already pay? Yeah, like once I hit, I was going to pay. So what did I do? I started, you know, making sure that those items I thought I was going to hold on for Q4, I just started selling them. Mm. I didn't lose money on them. I still made profit, but I didn't make as much money as I wanted. You had to go with the fast nickel approach. I did because I had to think long term. It was like emergency. Got to get these out of my inventory and get my seller rating. I index (laughs) your IVI profile number points. That thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so eventually I did. I got my score up, I think, at one point to 370, 367. And and that happens to those of us that are doing FBA a lot that we're, Mm -hmm. especially if you're not a big like wholesaler or somebody that buys, you know, stuff that's replenishable. If you're just buying like items that people want as gifts or Mm -hmm. for clothing or shoes, like those items don't, or toys, they don't sell as, as fast as like, you know, if people need, I don't know some kind of chips or some kind of food item or, you know, cosmetics or makeup or beauty. So what I want to say about all this is a lot of you that are jumping onto Amazon, be careful about this number because it could cost you. And so you got to make sure that you're pricing competitively. You are sourcing good ranking items. You know, don't go, hey, I'm going to buy this now because it's going to sell later at Q4 for a lot more, and it's it's August right now. And just a reminder um, to, to our, our new listeners, because, again, um, we're trying to make sure that this is relevant, that everything we're saying is relevant to people who, who've been doing this for a long time and people who are kind of just starting out and figuring this out and getting their feet wet. Um, so that, that ranking number, when you scan an item with the Amazon Seller app, mm-hmm. if it's a one, that's the best, right? Imagine, like, that's the place in a race. If you get first place, that's the one you want to be. If it's 500, it's less than one. Obviously, it's, it finished further behind. And then if it's 100,000, it's even further behind. So the, the larger that number, the, the, the less frequently they sell. Agreed, agreed. And so you got to, like toys. To me, the magic number is, I usually Q4, I won't buy toys that are higher than 50K rank. I might buy some things that are like 80 or 90K rank that I know are tried and true will sell anyways. Mm. Uh, but you just gotta you gotta be careful. Also, with that, and and again, I'm not an Amazon expert, but I've watched some things and heard some people talking about, especially in certain categories, how fast those numbers can fluctuate. So recognizing that the number when you scan it isn't isn't a perfect picture always, because um, for instance, if I'm just gonna use books as as an example, even though it's probably a no, bad, I got a good example bad, for you. bad category, but like yeah, so if if, if something sells. Um, a hundred of them in one day because a group all bought like, oh, we all need this one book for this study that we're doing. So a bunch of people buy a book. It's going to jump up in the rankings. Mm-hmm. But then 
another book, that book might not sell again for, you know, another month or two. And so now it's going to drop down. So that picture you get that same day isn't always the best. You almost need like a longer term. So no, how do you I agree. get that? And I put that in my Insta story today. There's a toy that I picked up that I knew last year I was selling them like all day long. Mm. Right. And the ranking right now was at about 90,000 and the price was probably 15 to $20 less than what it will sell for in Q4. Mm. But I know that once Q4 hits, especially if you can use like Keepa.com, which kind of tracks sales of items over the last year or so, I know that that item is going to sell again. And so I'm going to buy them knowing that the ranking is going to go down and I'm just going to list it high. But I'm going to make sure that I don't send those items in until the end of third quarter. Mm. So by the time they get to the warehouse, it's already fourth quarter. Yeah, and you're avoiding those storage fees potentially. And the IPI doesn't get affected. Nice. It doesn't sound so official. Yeah, it's it sounds like a lot of work. I mean, it's all this is all work, but man, you've you really got to time it. Timing seems very important in this. Well, you do. And, and one trick I learned, and maybe this will help some of you, and maybe you know better than I do. What I found is I I would get a low rating for having uh, out of stock inventory, and the reason I got that was there was a lot of like one offs. Mm. So you know, there's this one toy I only had one. It sold. And so I never replenished it on the inventory tracking on Amazon. Mm. So what I what I learned is if I go back to Amazon and I click on those and I go to delete product and listing, now it won't do it because the catalog obviously knows better than deleting the whole listing because there's going to be other people selling the same item. Mm, right. But when I do that, and now maybe there's another trick, maybe I'm missing things. I remove all those one-offs from my inventory completely so it doesn't show that I need to restock. And it helped bring my inventory performance index up. Nice. I mean, that makes sense. So just something to think about if you're an Amazon seller. If you know something better, please direct message us. Let us know. Hey, by the way, real quick, talking about messaging us. Hey, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube, please do. We got a new ride-along, right, on there? Yeah, we got a cool well, ride-along video. It's not video. new anymore now. It's like a week old. Yeah, it's a little old now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we want to do – we want to provide more content, right? So we got these weekly updates going on with our podcast um, we also are putting out information every day, almost all day long on Instagram um, with, you know, our Insta stories. So hopefully you're following that. But we want to do more like quality videos that you guys can watch. Um, so one of them is a ride along us going to thrift stores. I think we're going to do we've got a few more videos that some we're going on. Yes, yeah, so doing some garage sales. And, and we really want to show you like our methods, what we're picking up. So like, not only are you hearing our bolos and our hustle of the weeks, but hopefully we can, you know, catch some of those on video. Uh, Maybe some of our big finds. I know there's a lot of people out there already doing that and they do it really well and probably better than, you know, we're doing it, but we want to provide as much content as possible. I I like our last video. I think it was good. I think we were a little awkward because it was our first one, you know, like our talking and going back and forth, but I I was okay with it. It's bizarre being on camera. And well, I think the hardest part is, one, we're recording ourselves in a car talking, which, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, you're doing that. But, like, walking in a store with a camera. And, and again, some of you guys do this on a regular basis, so I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Um, but it's, a, you know, people give you looks, and you kind of have to just, like, smile. We had one guy, I cut it out of the video, but uh, one guy in a Goodwill walked up to us and goes, hey, what are you guys doing? And we're like, uh. You should have kept that. We're just, just making a video, man. He's like, okay. And then walked away. And that was that. But like, you know, there's that fear of like, what are people going to say? Are they going to yeah, wonder? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you know, you, you sometimes see people who are just always on their phones taking pictures of themselves. And I don't want to be that guy, but I'm literally walking around a store recording myself. We are those myself. guys. Yeah. We are those guys. We're those guys now.
Okay. So anyways, hey, please subscribe to us on YouTube. If you haven't been following us on Instagram, we're on Instagram. We're also on um, Twitter, Pure Hustle Cast. And feel free to DM us or even call us. We're still waiting for that, that voicemail, yeah. right? 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. And leave us a voicemail. Yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, we, we want to make this, this show um, as, as beneficial as possible. Yeah, so uh, we want we want you guys to be able to contribute to it. That's why we do the Hustle of the Week where we want you guys to send them in to us. Tag us in your feed, in your Insta feed, or call us and let us know. Because we'd love to shout out what you're finding to help the community um, and then, yeah, so just do that. Let us know. Call us. Because if you give us a call, um, I mean, you can say on the call, like, please don't air this. But, you know, we'd like to air, you know, some of the conversations, the questions you have. We could play your message and, you know, provide direct, you know, responses and answer questions. and Agreed. Or maybe just get corrected when we're wrong, right? Like, you got which, something to tell which us. Which happen. Which yeah. So, and also feel free to share a podcast with others, right? We just want to provide value. So, we, we see that there's a lot more people listening now. So, always feel free to share. That would be great. Okay, we need to get back. All right, let's do it. What do we got going on now? <laughs> okay. Are we at the hustle of the weekend? I think I think we're done with Amazon. I think we're pretty clear. Like, be careful, Amazon IPI. Make sure you're sending in good ranking stuff. Make sure your inventory, you're moving it, because you don't want that dreaded, dreaded email mm. right before October that says your storage space has been limited. Cause then you're you know, that's I don't even know how you do that. Like your Q4, like you're going to have to go all in, all in on eBay. Mm. So just be careful. I'm a little scared. I'm scared. Like major. Mm. Like I, I can't better even tell that, you. Better keep that API TI up. And then you can see. <laughs> TI-84. Yep. Okay. TI-84. All right. Hey, C3PO. Um, a couple other things I want to talk about. Hey, there's going to be a possible SoCal meetup. Uh, Feel Good Finds have brought this up on Instagram. We're hoping it'll happen. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, I actually <laughs> volunteered. Wow. That was... Okay, th- don't worry about it. If you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea what just happened. <laughs> I think I just sprayed the microphone. Like, it was terrible. That's all right. Well, we'll disinfect it afterwards. Are you going to edit this out of the video? Oh, no, it's making it. That's really... It's right there. It's yeah. really awkward. It's, it's making it. It's okay. Right. So I volunteered to rent a van. So if there's SD people, if this meetup ever happens that want to roll... Like I'm willing to drive. But what 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 is in what is this meetup? What can, what's going to happen? Are we? I don't know. Go I think there may be an eBay shopping? person. There might be some eBay people that show up, which is also good. There'll be other, uh, you know, resellers there, which is always good to network. It's always nice to meet people that you you know. I just talked about this that you see on Instagram or on YouTube, and and they're down to earth, just people like me and you, yeah. just trying to resell. You know, so looking forward to that. Don't know all the details. Um, we'll probably bring our own stuff. We'll probably have our own giveaways at the SoCal Meetup. Yeah. So it'll it'll be good. So anyways, just stay tuned for that. So, all right. That's cool. What else? What's next? Are we at the Hustle of the Week yet? We're at the Hustle of the Week. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you're going first. Don't, don't right. back out of this one. Go. All right, here's my Hustle of the Week. All right, so sometimes, like we've talked about, our Hustle of the Week is a, a big item that you buy, right? Like you get a killer deal on something, and I've got quite a few of those that I could talk about. Um, sometimes it's, you know, a big find at a, at a store where you found like a hundred of one item at a really good discount. Um, sometimes it's connections. And I, mine today was kind of a little bit of a few of those things. So we talked a few weeks ago about when you're at a garage sale, finding out just through small chat, what the person at the garage sales plan is with their stuff, right? What are you doing if you don't sell this? And after we talked about that, I've heard quite a few people talk about, and I've kind of brought up, yeah, whatever doesn't sell is going to Goodwill. 
right? That's a good sign that you can really start to lowball mm-hmm. and bundle and get stuff. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't had many of those where it's, you know, like, oh, it's a gold mine. I could just take everything. But I go to this house and there's a bunch of people there. It's a huge garage. So one of the biggest, like, is their entire yard. It was their garage. Their garage was open, their driveway. There was just stuff everywhere. And there's some nice stuff. And I'm starting to pick up stuff. My wife's picking up stuff. One of the things we picked up at that that garage sale was the, the Humphrey Bogart statue. Uh, it's uh, on our Insta feed. Uh, it's really cool. It's like a two-foot tall, giant wooden it's statue. Cool. It's I've got to bring it in. Is that like smoking a cigar or something? No, he's just standing there. Oh, okay, I'm thinking about another one. I'm thinking about the Frank Sinatra Oh, the one. Frank Sinatra, yeah. Okay. Well, we found this. I picked it up for $3. No kidding, $3. The comps on these are going, you know, well over $150, you know, in that okay. area. So it was a super good deal. But anyways, the reason I was able to get it so cheap, and there was Humphrey Bogart everything there. Um, it's pretty crazy that it was, you found that. Yeah, it was bizarre. So, okay, this is, I feel bad because this is potentially somebody else's problem that I capitalize off of. But so I could tell through conversation with this lady and she's having with other people that all of the stuff that's being sold is an ex-husband's. Okay. And I don't know the story. I don't know if it was like, you know, he left or divorced or what the thing, if he's just like, get rid of my stuff. I don't know. But it was it was an ex-husband stuff, and she did not care what price you offered her. And she was there with another guy, so I don't know if his boyfriend, new husband, I don't know. But a few people asked him, like, how much for these shirts? And he's like, I don't know. I don't care. And the, the wife is like, just, you know, $2 for all of them, right? And she's just basically giving stuff away for dirt cheap. Unfortunately, I must have been like 30 seconds late to this garage sale because there were like three other resellers there and everybody's just loading up. Like one guy, wow. one guy probably got like 30 plus um, Hawaiian shirts and they were all good name tags. Another guy was trying to take the Humphrey Bogart statue for me and some other stuff. He had a box. He was literally filling stuff in a box and he's trying to ask for stuff that I'm holding because I got a few other nice things there. And I'm like, oh no, I'm, this is mine. Like almost like the thrown elbows thing. And he even made a comment like, oh, everyone's a reseller today. But yeah, I mean, this lady, when once we found out, like, I don't care, it's my ex-husband's stuff, it was like cha-ching, 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 right? Like you could just bundle it all together. Yeah. So it was, it was not to say like that's a good thing that that happened, but like every garage sale, there's a story, right? Maybe they're trying to, they desperately need money so that they're not willing to go down. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, an affluent family and they've got tons of nice stuff and money and they're just trying to clear out their garage. And so they'll take low ball offers. Sometimes it's going to Goodwill and they're moving. So if you can figure out what's happening at that garage sale, it gives you a better idea on what kind of offers you can make. Oh, that's good. That's great. I kind of have a similar story in the sense that I ended up at this estate sale. <laughs> and usually when you think of estate sales, it's somebody like passed away, right? Somebody's yeah. no longer, you know, alive anymore. And they had all these like plush. And I'm not a big plush kind of guy, but if there's money, I'll buy it. And so every room, no joke, every room had toys. Like I'm talking about not, not like a toy chest. I'm uh-huh. talking about like shelves. Like collector toys? Like collector toys nice. everywhere. And so I asked them, I said, oh man, like, who are the like tell me a little bit about these people and and you know what she told me she goes oh oh these people are just moving they just didn't want to take all this stuff with them all right think so. about that you're a baller like if if you can move and just go don't oh, need it don't need it i'm not going to take any of this stuff well and i think that would be kind of a, a little bit of a mind trip as for you as a reseller i i haven't actually been to many um 
estate sales after becoming a reseller. Uh, I went to a couple before, and I remember just one time kind of feeling sad as I was going through and like looking at stuff to buy. It is sad. You know, just the feeling of like, this was some, somebody loved this stuff, right? Like it's kind of the thing. Um, But yeah, I think that would be like to go from maybe a somber, like you're looking around and you're buying stuff to, wait a minute. Yeah, well, that's what's still alive. (laughs) Well, that's what happened. And I ended up buying, I want to say 40 Disney plushes Mm. for $110. Mm. And each of those pieces I've sold for 30, 30 to $40 each. And I've already sold, I th- I think I've sold maybe tw- half of it. So Can I tell you I'm a little mad at you right Why? now? That's not fair. You always find those deals. I mean, I know I'll no, get there. No, but so, think about it. This is over a span of five years I found this score. So if you've been watching our Insta stories, Orlando comes to um, a garage sale that I'm at. And we're both at the same community garage sale. We didn't know where the other was going to be. We just happened to be at the same house. He walks up. He sees me. I'm buying a couple G.I. Joes that are old G.I. Joes. Um, and one of them already sold, made a pretty decent profit. Orlando goes and sees a box next to me, and he grabs a handful of pennants. Um, that's what they're called, right? Yeah, like yeah. The little, Pen- like the little flags. World War One flags and Vietnam flags and things like that. So he grabs a whole bunch of these, and he starts making offers to the guy, and he gets the guy down really low. And we get back to the car, and he he looks at me, and he says, like, hey, you know, I paid like $2 each for these. I usually sell them for like 30 to 50 each. I'm thinking, I was sitting right next to those, right well, okay. next to them. But the other side of it is there are some good ones in there, but there are some that I'm just going to have to redonate to if okay. that makes you feel any better. So instead of, you know, making hundreds and hundreds of dollars, you just made hundreds of dollars. Well, uh, maybe uh, maybe two to three hundred. Maybe. I, the pennant thing has – I noticed the market went down. See, okay. I, sh- I didn't research them because mm. – you sold them in the past. I sold them in the past, and people were, like, there, and I just needed to move on them. And I thought, if I sold it, it's an old Insta story, but we I also bought a Camelback, which is, a, you know, those hydration backpacks? Right. Those go for 30 to 40 bucks. So I bought everything for 40 so I figured, hey, if I sell this Camelback, I'm already in the green. Right. So that's what happened. So, nice. All right, my house of the week. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn about which one I want to do. Yeah, I'm going to share this one. So I sold the buckle for $85. Like a belt buckle? Like a belt buckle. Was it was it like a rodeo belt buckle? No, it was Was it a WWE belt buckle? No, I wish. <laughs> Actually, WWE belt buckles do go for money. It was a Star Trek belt buckle. I did I would have bought that from you. I, but here's here's why it's hustle of the week. There's two reasons. One, it was in a thrift store amongst a pile of a bunch of other buckles. Okay. And I, I bought a Star Wars and a Star Trek one. I sold the Star Wars one. I paid $5 for it. I sold it for 50 And then the Star Trek one, I paid for $5. And I did some research. And what struck me about this one is that it said made by Tiffany's studio. So I'm thinking like Tiffany's, you know, like the jewelry. Mm. And, and I did my research and I couldn't find any. No mm. comps, right? And, and, well, I did. I found comps that didn't sell yet. Okay. And they were there for, they were selling for like, people were selling for 30 to 50. And and what do you think I did? Put it up for super high? I did. <laughs> so I put it up for $99.99. And then it went on sale. And it was 15% off. And somebody paid full price and paid $84.99 for it. And there are other listings at lower price. Correct. Okay, so... I actually was just talking to somebody today who has been listening to our podcast and they asked me, like, we've mentioned things like that before. Like, we we mentioned that we list high, we make more money, maybe because of better pictures and stuff, but they wanted to know, 
give more detail. Like, how is it that you're able, like, what makes our pictures better? What makes our listing better? How do you, how are you able to get that extra There's money? so much behind it. Okay, like, a few things. So on my listings, there's a few things that you may not be able to get to yet. Are you a top-rated seller yet? Uh, not yet, because I don't offer free returns. Okay, okay. So on my listing, right, I have top-rated seller. I have uh, this one I had, I didn't have free shipping, but I have free returns, free 30-day returns. Mm. I had, I believe I had expedited shipping, okay? And then my pictures were better than the other pictures. I also have feedback. I have, you know, over, you know, I have over a thousand, 100% feedback, okay? And then on top of that, at least in this store, I have that. And then on top of that, I also have, I'm trying to think what else. You know, my feedback is is good in there, but I also have a store. I have, I, I don't know what else the metrics are kicking in, mm. but then my pictures were a lot of pictures. You know, I had, a, I think I had, I want to look right now, but I don't want to waste our time, but I want to say I had about at least eight pictures. Now, I could be wrong, so I'm going to double check right now, but the key thing is with pictures, like, People want to see everything. They don't want to just see, you know, one or two pictures. Remember, I right. talked about that the metrics, right, show that you need to have at least three pictures. Right. So on this one, I had, okay, five, right? But I showed the front, I showed the back, and then I showed half of the front, half of the back, half of the front, half of the back. And then I had something that went zoomed in right up to where, like, the engraving was. Gotcha. Right? And so, so close. I think I think that, that might just be a good tip for people – Quantity of pictures and then quality of pictures. Make sure that you're getting close to them. I've seen you put a couple of things on our feed and our Insta story of like somebody else's listing and then our listing or your listing. And your listing is the pictures are closer. You can see the details. Their listing, it's like they're taking the picture from far away and it's like a small portion of the actual mm -hmm. square. And people want to see that. And so I think that's what separated all those things separated me from the crowd. Mm. Right. The other thing is maybe the algorithm kicked mine higher because I was top rated seller status and all that right. stuff. Right. And again, it's not because I'm anything special. Anybody can do that. You just, you know, you just got to make sure your metrics are there. Mm. But here's the catch to all of this. So I sell it and I'm like pumped about this. So I noticed in the last week, somebody else has listed the same buckle for $265. Now it's not my buckle. It's not my buckle. I know for sure because theirs has a lot more patina than mine does. Mm. But part of me goes, did I undervalue you my might have, You might Well, but the thing is, if you really did, go buy those ones that are for 30 and 50 right now, right? That is true. Right? Okay, you know what? eBay arbitrage. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a watcher on that big item, and then I'm going to be a watcher on the smaller items. People are going to send me offers on the, on the cheaper ones, and then as soon as the other one sells for big money, I'm going to resell all the other ones. Nice. Genius. There we go. Genius. All right, how about Bolo? Talk to me about Bolo of the Week. Hey, uh, let me do mine because go it, it goes right into Buckles. I want to talk to you about Buckles. You know, Buckles ebb and flow on eBay. Sometimes they do well, sometimes they do not. You know, I want to say about three months ago, I was at a garage sale and a guy had 100 Buckles. You're going to see, you love these stories, right? It's great. <laughs> it's great when it, it's not me. I'm not jealous in a bad way. I'm really happy for Orlando when he makes a lot of money. Um, it's actually great when I'm not at the garage sale. It's really sad when I'm there first. We are going to do garage sale right along, though, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. 
So I, I show up, and the guy was, a, I think, a reseller from back in the day, and he was telling me about how buckles were really hot mm. back in the 90s and early 2000s, and that they've kind of waned in popularity. And he told me that these buckles were buckles that they had made. Like, they had somehow, you know, connected with someone who created these. But he had, you know, some football ones. He had some, like, local ones to San Diego, and then he had some other ones that were kind of unique. And I had asked him, you know, how much if I buy all of these buckles? Because he had them for like five bucks a piece. Mm. And there were about a hundred of them. And I think I got them down to a hundred dollars for all of them. So I paid like a buck or two bucks. Maybe it was a little more. I can't remember. And these buckles, I basically ended up controlling the market on buckles. <laughs> and I say this because when I got on there and started listing these similar buckles, everybody was selling them for like 10 to $20. Well, I go in there with like 60 buckles and I'm selling all of them for 50. I'm listing them for $50 a piece because I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to single handedly move the market. That OK. And, and you're moving it almost in the opposite way that typically capitalism works. Right. Because usually somebody comes in with a high quantity, they're coming in at a lower price, which forces everybody else to kind of lose out. You went the opposite way. You said, I'm coming in with the most and I'm going to charge higher. And it worked. That's crazy. Well, it did. So I have sold these buckles. I've, I think I've sold, I want to say about 14 of them. I think I sold at least five or six of them for 50 bucks. Okay. Then I've sold a bunch of other ones for like 25. And so buckles, like, you know, you got the Star Trek one, the ones I just talked about. And I'm not sure for whatever reason, you know, people are underestimating. Now, I'm not going to say... That, you know, every buckle you find is going to be worth you might something. You might find some buckle that, you know, ends up selling for only $5. But I do find if they're, like, over 20 years old and there's something unique or special about them, mm. you know, some I've gotten buckles that are, like, motorcycle buckles, like Harley or Honda. Right. I've also gotten ones that are, like, unique. Like, they, they have a certain year and a certain state, whatever it may be. Uh, they definitely can sell. Hmm. So just just think about it. You know, I, I'm trying to help out those that are just starting that maybe don't have huge budgets. Like buckles could be something that can help you build. Now, some of these are long tail, so I'm not going to say they're going to sell right away. But I did sell like three or four within a month and, you know, double my money. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never I haven't sold a buckle or worn a buckle other than like a typical dress belt buckle before. I kind of feel like I want to get one now. I didn't realize they had Star Trek buckles. I would totally rock that. Wow, Star That's Wars. Awesome. You know, I like Star Wars. I am a Star Wars fan. But there's something about Star Trek. Like, if I were to dress you speak up. Leon too? I don't. But if I okay. were to dress up and go to Comic-Con, I would go. I would, I'd be a Trekkie, for sure. Like, you'd be, you like Data? Like, you'd shave your beard? I would I, I would have to go as a Klingon, because then I can kind of keep the facial hair, ah, maybe, and maybe. look a little more gruff. And... All right. What about your bolo? Ooh, okay, my bolo. So. Um, and, and maybe I'm totally off on this and everybody knows, and this isn't like new to anybody, but I feel like with audio specifically like speakers, everybody knows Bose, right? Like you find a lot of speakers that you, that you, you pick up that are, um, like cheap. Every thrift store has a bunch of Sony's and stuff that are like super, super cheap, um, or JVC or something. Or Iowa, like that. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you see bows and you're like, score, right? Like this is, that's what you're looking for. All of you audiophiles out there know this. Polk audio, right? Polk audio is if you're, and some people might disagree. I've always felt, I, I grew up listening to music on high-end vintage uh, equipment. Polk audio, 
smashes bows. I think it's way better. Really? Uh, I think a lot of people do too. Now, it has to be the older Polk Audio um, stuff, but even the new Polk Audio stuff sells. But anyways, I say all that because um, I've, I've been in a couple thrift stores and found some Polk Audio that it's like, wow, this is I can't believe I'm seeing Polk Audio speakers here. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the market is not what I think, I think there's it is. some truth in what you're yeah. saying. But I, you don't see Polk Audio as much at, at thrift stores or garage sales, um, even as much as Bose. I think it's a little bit rare of a, of a type of speaker. Well, I'm at a garage sale last weekend, and I find two boxes of— That's right. You posted this on Instagram. Yep, two boxes of in-wall or in-ceiling in speakers. So each, the box has two speakers in it, and you actually install them as if, like, almost like they're car speakers. You install them in your walls, and they were Polk Audio, new in box, never open. I paid $25 each. The guy was asking for, I think, 40 each. He wanted 80 for the the both boxes, um, and I was able to talk him down. So I take these home, I post them on eBay. Within 10 minutes, one of them sold for 130. Um, I was asking 150, but I took Do you the 130. Should ask for more? Maybe, maybe I should have, but I was okay with it. Um, I mean, because others were selling at 150. That was what the comps were selling on okay. them. So I, I feel like I feel like taking a 20 dollar cut for an instant sell, just for like the yes, was worth it. And then I got 145 on the other one within 24 hours of that. So I sold both boxes in a 24 hour period, Polk Audio. It is amazing. And if you haven't ever listened to music through Polk Audio speakers, they're amazing. Go buy some. You know what? I have to agree with you because about two months ago I bought, I think it was like an Onkyo system and a couple other speakers and some Polk Audio bookshelf speakers. And out of all of them, I thought the Polk Audio was like the bad buy. And within a day, I sold, you know, I paid $10 for everything. Mm -hmm. Within a day, I sold the Polk Audio speakers, local pickup for 50 bucks. Mm. And I was like, what? Like, who wants yeah, these? Yeah, you probably went way low on those because honestly. I almost donated them. Oof. Yeah, no, Pol seriously, Polk Audio, it's great. It's good stuff. The people who, and again, I could be wrong because, I, you know, this was like 15 years ago that I was into vintage audio stuff. But I remember when I was on like the internet forums Everybody loved their Polk Audio speakers. If you could find Polk Audio at a thrift store, it was a find. It was a steal. So if you see Polk Audio, don't sleep on it. All right, so talk to me about what are you looking forward to now? Ooh, what am I looking forward to now? We've talked a lot about a lot oh, today, huh? Yeah, we have talked a lot. A lot. Um, okay, I don't want to say shipping to Amazon because I feel like that's been, you know, what I say a lot of. You just don't want to be held accountable. <sighs> um, that's true. Okay, so maybe I should make that so I am held accountable. No, no, no. It's just a bit off. Um, Okay, so I'm looking forward to figuring out what, what Q4 is all about, right? I know it's going to be a lot of work. I understand intellectually what Q4 is. It makes sense to me on paper. Um, I know that that's where, where a lot of the money comes from. There's a little bit of fear. Am I going to be able to capitalize on this Q4? Because I feel like there's a lot riding on it. Um, I want to be successful in this reselling thing, and I don't want to miss out on a great opportunity, right? Okay. I don't I don't want it to be year two of me reselling that it's like now I can do Q4. Wow, I lost a lot of money last year, right? Like I wanna I wanna make the mistakes now, make the mistakes early. So I'm not making them in the future, but I also want to have a lot of success now. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of excited to um to really do some research to figure out what kind of items I need to be sourcing, uh, what platforms I need to be sending them to, which probably means Amazon. I need to get on that. Uh but but yeah, I mean I'm ex I'm excited. I'm looking forward to Next time we talk, for me to be able to say, I feel like I'm ready for Q4. Okay. No. So you could say I shipped out a box. 
That's that's the long way of saying that I need to ship a box to Amazon. All right. What I'm looking forward to is I'm going to take a couple road trips next week, the next couple weeks. Where are you going? Uh, You know, I usually go to the L.A. area. I usually go, and I might run into some resellers out there and go to lunch. But, you know, I love going up to the L.A. area because there's so many different stores. Uh, and, and I'm not a big fan of driving over to Arizona just cause mm. it's so hot, but you know, I definitely, I want to, there's some kind of stores I've never gone to before mm. that I want to start hitting because I would say in the last couple weeks, even in San Diego, I've been going to a couple stores I've never been to. Mm. I'm like, wow, like there's definitely money to be made here. So I kind of want to do a little bit of exploring. You know, I love doing my little, you know, not map quest. Okay. That's from the nineties, but I like like kind of routing out where I'm going to go. And, and it's it's kind of nice because they're not like full on, like I stay at a hotel kind of trips. I will be doing those once Q4 really starts taking off. But, wow. you know, I drop off my kids at school and then I just, I take off for a few hours. And what's nice is LA is only an hour and a half, two yeah. hours away. And so I can go out there. I, I don't need to even go all the way into LA. I can go into like the surrounding regions. I can go into like Riverside. Or if I go on the other side, I can go to like Seal Beach or Huntington, kind of on Highway 1. It's just nice to be out there. That's cool. Yeah, that sounds fun. So one of the things I love about reselling are the road trips. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to doing those. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm actually leaving this weekend to go to Nevada. So I'm going to be missing my first garage sale weekend in a while. I'm kind of bummed about that. I'm going up to visit some family, which is, is exciting. Um, but... I'm I'm kind of thinking about okay how much am I going to lose as far as sourcing not being able to hit up garage sales but unless you thinking, go to Nevada well yeah but timing wise I don't know how to work but 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 there's going to be thrift stores there we could potentially hit up some stores along the way and then like what you said like you're not going to be getting hotels this time around maybe as Q4 comes um, how cool of like a little documentary Insta story would it be to like get a trailer behind your vehicle. And like sleep in your car and do like three days where you just travel and you no, just fill do up that. the trailer. They do that. Like that would be awesome. It, it it looks a lot of it looks like a lot of fun. When I did that with Toys R Us, I didn't do a trailer, but when I did you know the whole scene in hotels with my son, it was so much fun, so much fun. All right, it looks like we're both gonna be traveling. That's cool. Okay. I like it. That's cool. Well, hey, we got to wrap up this show. If you haven't had a chance yet, make sure to follow us on Pure Hustle Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Okay, hit those like buttons, comment for us. And here's a big one for you guys. Um, honestly, if if you appreciate what we're putting out and if you're listening to us on iTunes, if you can write us a review, if you can give us a ranking or a rating on there, um, the way their algorithms work, the the more reviews you have, the higher up you are. And we want we want a lot of people to listen to us. We want a lot of people to hear what we're putting out there. Um, we want this community to be, you know, as big as possible. So uh, please just leave us a, 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 like a like or a, a, a ranking or something on there, however that works on iTunes, that will really help us out and allows us to get more content out there for you guys. All right. So, hey, as always, we're going to wrap this up, right? Be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. This is Orlando, and we are episode 12. Episode 12, man. It's feeling good. You know what? One of my favorite parts of being this far in is, is we're starting to have people who are, like, listening and care. There's actually people listening. Yeah, and it's awesome. Oh, like, seriously, like somebody is, like, listening to what we're saying. 
it's amazing. Like I feel it feels great just to be connected to you guys, like the, to see you guys DMing us, to see you talking to us on our Insta. And yeah, we're so appreciative. Yeah, we are is, so awesome. humbled by it too, because you know when Mike and I started. We thought it would only be like a handful of people, but it seems like, you know, there's a lot more of you out there listening. So thank you so much. Hopefully we continue to bring you quality content that helps you out and hopefully we can learn too. Yeah, exactly. And and that being said, this show is is for you guys. I mean, it's for us because we, we're getting stuff out of it too. You guys are sending us great tips and stuff too all the time. We're, we're learning from you. Uh, but if there are things that you'd like us to talk about, if there are things that that you want us to kind of focus on, let us know, right? We'd love to We'd love to talk about those things. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about what we were supposed to be doing. Mm. <laughs> it really caught, we just started. Yeah, but it's late. Those of you that aren't seeing this, Mike just decided that he needed some coffee. Okay, so you're going to make fun of my drink. We, we've only been in like maybe 45 seconds. You drink Diet Mountain Dew the entire show. Keeps me alive, keeps like, me hustling. The, the, if you guys watch, like one of the, he just takes sips like every two seconds of the Diet Mountain Dew. Okay, let's get. All, <laughs> all right, right, here we go. You know, all right, I feel bad. Okay, all right. So you were supposed to go garage sailing with your family. Oh, it was amazing. No, it was awesome. So uh, we went. We left early. Like it was an early morning because we had to drive like forty like, minutes. Was there daylight out kind of early? No, no, definitely not. Cause we had to get there early before they set up their garage sale. So if you if you didn't remember, if you didn't listen to the last episode, uh, a friend of my wife was. Part of a garage sale, community garage sale. By the way, Mike didn't invite me. Just, just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, all right, go ahead, finish the story. <laughs> but so we go to this this community garage sale, and we show up, um, and we got to get there early, right? But it was really neat because, um, you know, her, her friend got to see Judah, my son. We took my son with us, um, and we just went as a family. Like th- there was a few times where we were able to park at like one house and just walk with the stroller and hit up a few houses and. Uh, and then there were other times where, you know, we had to jump back in the car real quick and drive a little more. But we did that. Uh, we went to a thrift store and then we went and got breakfast. And uh, it's about the, I think the third time we've done this as a family, like gone out. It's not every Saturday, but uh, it's a lot of fun to do that. I will say that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I tried doing that. I remember at one point and now I take my son every once mm-hmm. in a while. He kind of he used to want to go every single time. Yeah. And now he just says, I'm going to stay home. And there's a part of me that feels bad, like, hey, don't you want to hang out with me? But then there's the other part that goes, you know, it makes it difficult, too. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, sometimes I get out of the car and he's, like, lagging and I mm. see stuff and I'm like, let's go. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, we definitely move slower um, when it's when there's more, you know, so. But like, it's good. It's, it's quality good. It's time. Fun. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. You know, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. Um, it's, it's been awesome doing that. Um yeah, it was a good time. We got a lot of good scores too. We'll talk about some of those during our bolos and hustles of the week. Yeah, hustle but, of the week. Yeah. So what? So what are you? You were, you were going to <laughs> get, go through your inventory and actually organize it, right? Wasn't well. That? Did I say all my inventory? I think you 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 definitely said and meant all. I'm getting the idea here. You probably didn't do all. Well, I started. That's a good. Place. And, and what's guilty me is, um, there, there's others out there that listen to the podcast and they were like send me information. So they're like, hey, Orlando, you know, this is what we do. This is how we do our custom SKU label because mm-hmm. I guess I showed up to the party late. Yeah. I guess a lot of people knew about this. It was new to me. Like, I had no idea about it. And so, for instance, Sell Quick, uh, Ship Quick, you know, they had sent me this information like, hey, this is how we organize our inventory. And and if you guys are listening, you guys crack me up because every two days you're asking me, like, how's it going? Uh, and she's holding you accountable, man. And sheepishly, I'm like... 
I'll get to it or I'll, I'm working on it. So I started and I let's just say we started. Mm. Uh, I did get some totes and I re kind of configured the totes and and put all the shoes together. I, you know what I was using at one point for storage was like Goodwill bags or like Albertsons bags to store them in. And then when shoes would sell, I couldn't even see what shoes I had in mm. the totes. So I had to like feel the shoes. Yeah. I'm running. I'm sure I'm not right the now. only one that does this. Yeah, no, I'm running into that right now. We're def- we're using all the Goodwill and and Salvation Army bags, and they're not see through. You got to open them. Yeah, up, I know. would say stop now. What What are you using now instead? Uh, you know, I'm kind of little embarrassed. So you can buy clear bags on Amazon, but at Costco they have these. Uh, uh, trash bags for office, mm. like trash cans, like they're they're clear, they're thin, and I use them, and you get a ton of them. I think I paid, I don't know, ten bucks, and I got I can't even remember at least five hundred. Why are you embarrassed of that? That sounds like I don't know. Freedom. I feel like I'm putting people's shoes in trash bags. They're not used. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I really, won't ship them like that. I don't even know if there's anything wrong because like. I know I saw on one of your Insta posts you were talking about getting like the the plastic clear bags from Amazon to ship stuff in, put things in. Oh yeah, and I do that. Yeah, that so I do. Basically, a plastic trash bag is just that. Maybe not as nice, right? I know. But, I mean, it is. Yeah, I get. It. I don't know. I just feel a little guilty. But so I know some people use shoe racks, but for me, I try to optimize my space, and I find that totes. If I do the Tetris thing really well, mm. I can get a ton of shoes in a tote. But time wise, okay. So space, yes, but. You're already realizing time. You got to dig through them. And if you Tetris and it's in the bottom and you got to un-Tetris it all and get those and then Tetris it back, I do think shoe racks would probably be a good idea. I definitely don't have the space for them, but if you've got the space to just put them on racks or maybe on like the hangy things, that'd be a... Talking about a lot of shoes, man. I don't know if you know... How many shoes are we talking here? I've lost track. Give me me a a ballpark estimate. (laughs) Sorry. Maybe 500. That's a lot of shoes. Okay, so I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Tino's the sole advisor. Like, I don't know if you guys have watched this stuff, but he has, like, a warehouse full of shoes, and he has racks. So I'm a little jealous there, but he definitely has the systems down. So we'll see. My, my issue, too, is I'm running into is I have a bunch of stuff for Q4 that I'm waiting to sit, ship out, mm. and so that's taking up a lot of space. So once that gets sorted out, maybe I'll be able to fully kind of take advantage of the space that I have. Nice. So we'll see what happens. Thanks. I don't know if I feel better after that conversation. Well, you know, you got people holding you accountable, and and maybe there's a little bit of like nicety in the way they do it. I'm is coming it, at it tough. Nicety? Love. Is that? A, is there, are you an English teacher? Yeah, I, this is a podcast. It's not quite as formal. I'm not. I'm not reading literature. Okay, right? I'm just checking. Right. Just checking. All right. Well, sell quick, ship quick. You're welcome to keep me accountable, and anybody else. Hey, Orlando, how's the organization going? I'm not going to give you awesome answers probably because Q4 is hitting, but I need to be reminded. Is that fair? Fair. Okay. All right. Hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, – I want to talk about Q4 because that's consuming my time. So I don't want to talk too long about this because we just did a whole episode on this. Have you been doing anything lately for Q4 like specifically or uh, are you just kind of just buying it just to list? You know, so – I would say we're trying to buy more new with tag items, knowing okay. that Q4 that that's that's probably going to be a little bit more of the the selling things. Not that other things like we talked about, not that other things won't sell, but but the majority increase of sales is probably going to be new in box, new with tag. Uh, so I, my, my wife and I, we actually went with the whole family. We took her in laws. We went uh, to some outlet malls and stocked up on a bunch of stuff. Are, are you going to tell us what specific stores? 
No, but I will tell you. We <laughs> that's good. No, no, that's we, good. We spent like a thousand dollars almost, and that was the biggest purchase we've ever made for, good for anything you guys. like this. So I think I think it shows like we're we're jumping full in on this. Like we're ready to do it. So that's good. Now, did you guys already start like taking pictures and listing? Oh, it's all listed. All that is legit. Bang, bang, boom. So how much? How many items are we talking about? Um, you know, not as many as you think. Probably around the probably about thirty. 30-ish. Okay, but good ROI is what you're saying. Yeah, good ROI. Nice. And and a little bit of posh, a little bit of eBay or Yeah, I mean it's it's I think that's that's kind of our key right now is is just trying to diversify. Get okay. a little bit on every every platform and and certain items can go on both, right? Like if you had a huge inventory, it might be more difficult to do this because you know something sells on one, you gotta deal with that. But as of now, you know, we're selling, you know, say a pair of shoes. I had a pair of shoes that was on both eBay and Posh, and it actually was on eBay for you know, two and a half, three months. And I just had a couple watchers, no offers. We had it on posh for like a week and they sold. So we just took them off eBay really fast. You know, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That is so good. See, and I haven't done that cross posting, but, and I don't know if I want to go down that road. I think I was about to, but there's some changes possibly coming to eBay, which we'll get to in a little bit that will keep me moving into eBay. Hey, that's good. I mean, I love eBay as a platform, but but uh, there's other things that are working. But if eBay can, you know, step up the game when they need to and where they need to, then it'll help us. They know? have to. And here's the good thing. The more competition, right, competition just drives people to be innovative, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're not innovative, you're going to fall away. And I think eBay is finally catching on. I think it took a little while. Some of the things we'll talk about today, if they do happen, I mean, this is stuff that could have been done 10 years ago mm-hmm. or more. So we'll get there. All right. You said you had some kind of story you wanted to share. Uh, well, I mean, we've always you've always got a cool random story. I don't know. Um, why don't you go first? What's your random story? Wow, it, this always happens. And then your story is like really good. Well, my story isn't great. It's one of those where now that I'm fully out there, like full time reselling, I've noticed that the inventory I pick up is better. Mm. And I feel bad because I know some of you are part time and. And some of you can't avoid just working during the day, right? You you have no options. Your job is a nine to five. But if you can, I, I do kind of want to say if you're able to, you know, especially as we get closer to Q4, take a couple days off, which I did do when I was wor- when I was working full time and just source like say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take this day and this day and I'm going to source from the early morning until the evening. Mm. It, it may be worth it to you. But what's happening is now I'm running into resellers that nice. I've never seen before, like consistently. Wow. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago at Goodwill, I did run into um, this guy named Daryl and 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 this other other group, too. And and I'd seen him before and, and we're friends. It's not like we look at each other and it's like, you know, the Wild West mm-hmm. and like get out of my store. But it's just it's interesting. Wow. And what, what cracked me up, I was at the Nike store. And I thought I was going to be, like, the only person there. So the, the Nike store I go to is, it's kind of, you know, out on the outskirts of San Diego. And I've never really seen, like, big-time resellers. I mean, I've seen a couple people pick up 20, 30 pairs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm there with my phone, and I'm scanning items. And I see this guy walk by me and goes, oh, resellers are here. Something like that, you know? And I go... That guy's a reseller too, right? Yeah. And then I turn to the left, and there's a guy with a bunch of LeBron James jerseys, and I go, "There's another reseller too." And I'm like, "Wow, like this is this is getting intense." That's crazy. And it wasn't a big sale; it mm-hmm. was like twenty percent off. But 
there there's enough meat on the bones to pick up stuff, especially for Amazon. Mm. And you know, I, I kind of had two options, right? I could have just been kind of like, you know, throw elbows out, grab whatever, like don't care, or reach out and just say, hey, what's up? How's it going? And it's funny because there's there's certain people that like I see on Instagram and I'm just impressed. Mm. Like their their work ethic and what the numbers are they're pulling in. Are like just, who? Well, I'm about to bring it up. Let's hear it. Man, you let me get there. Oh, I mean, I just want to make sure I want to, I mean, I'd like to hear these people out. Okay, so buy ship repeat. Okay, was there. And and if you guys aren't following them, you should definitely follow them. They have a lot of followers, so I'm sure you are. But if you haven't, and especially if you're heavy into Amazon, like they they have good stuff. And so they they pull in a lot of money. I'm talking about like, you know, 200K a month this year. Wow. Right? And I, I actually, I think we're going to have them on our show probably, you know, episode 26 or 27 once we get there. I And... You know, it's interesting because, you know, I was talking uh, to Brian who's and the other guy's Chris. And, hey, what's up, man? How you going? How you doing? And I remember we walked up to this, like, wall and there's these backpacks. And we look at each other. Oh, man. And he, he was good. He looked at me and goes, hey, you know what? Grab, those are yours. I'll take these and we're good. Nice. I was like, all right, sweet. So that's kind of how the store worked. You mm-hmm. know, he went to his section. I went to my section. And then after that... You know, it was kind of funny because, by the way, that phone ringing, I thought it was a cha-ching. So, yeah, that, was, that would have been great. I know. Not a cha-ching, though. Eventually, it'll happen. Yeah. Okay, so. I mean, it did once on an earlier podcast. That is true. That is true. I don't know why people call their All right, anyways, moving on. So, so what ended up happening is, you know, we're going around the store, and then the other uh, reseller in there, a funky cold one, he's, he's kind of a... He's a reseller, but he he's not he's not big on Instagram, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you're you know he doesn't have a huge public profile. But it's funny because we ran into each other, and he goes, "Hey man, weren't you at my garage sale like like a year ago?" And I was like, "Wait, that's you." And it's funny because I bought inventory from him that he was trying to offload. Nice. Do you get what I'm saying? So I've been to I went to a garage sale. A few weeks ago, that I could tell very clearly, the guy was a reseller, and, and, and most of the time it's not good. Yeah. You know that to you don't me, want that stuff, right? Because they're they trying might... to sell the stuff they yeah. can't even sell. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of cool, you know, meeting him and and meeting Brian. And, and what it told me was that I think sometimes we get caught up in this very competitive, like, hey, we don't need to talk to anybody, we don't need to communicate. I, I'm not necessarily like that, but that's kind of the vibe I get sometimes. Yeah. And it was great. You know, Brian and I had a conversation about how things are going for them. And, you know, it, it meant a lot to me, right? Because I kind of look up to these guys and what they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talking to the other resellers, there's other resellers also in the store. I, I got the sense that, you know, yeah, we're competitive. Mm. And, you know, we're kind of laughing about, all right, who's going to ship out first, right? Mm. Because this is, some of this stuff is Amazon, some of it's eBay. And now it's a race. Hopefully it's not a race to the bottom. Right. Right. But it, it was good. It, again, the reselling community, I find that it's very welcoming. You know, we just got to keep positive. We got to just keep willing to work with each other and just be wise with what we say. Yeah. And, and realistically, I mean, if you think about it, it, even when you're dealing with competition inside of a single store, usually sourcing at one store one day, that one trip is not going to make or break your reselling career. Right. It's going to make a small dent one way or the other. And so you might lose some money, you might lose a little bit of profit to another reseller in a store. 
uh, but you have the potential of building connections and developing relationships. And there's no sense in getting upset and creating like tension between you guys because then then that carries on forever and for what? Maybe a twenty, hundred dollars, something like that that you you lose there. Whereas, you know, as you go forward, people have their specific areas that they, they're interested in. And and who knows, maybe you guys start talking to each other like, hey, I know you sell these. I don't really sell these. They're having to sell at the store, right? So if we build this community up uh, and we do it right, there's the, the potential for increased profit for everyone instead of worrying about the losing a nickel here and there. That's, a, that's great. You know, you remind me of uh, somebody had direct messaged me earlier in the week and they said, hey... You know, I don't know where you're at, but I got a, a connection with Vans mm. and I could connect you, but you have to make bulk purchases. Mm. And I'm like, wow, you know, wow. Like, you know, this person wasn't able to or not that they couldn't, but they just chose not to. Right. But they said, hey, this may work for you. Yeah. Right. And I, it kind of goes along with what you're saying. Yeah. And the awesome thing about this is like now we developed, you know, more, you know, other relationships in in the community that we can, you know, go to for help, like you said. And I do want to eventually have Brian and Chris from uh, Buy, Ship, Repeat on our show eventually because, man, they probably have a wealth of knowledge to share with everyone. Right, that would be awesome. And so that was good. So it wasn't like a crazy story, but, you know, I got another reseller story to tell, but that's for our next podcast. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Well, my story um, is is – Definitely not as resale oriented, I guess, but it is. So we're at a garage sale. Uh, it was the the time. I'm recently. really at a loss here. So here we go. So okay. my wife and I and Judah were walking around. Um, and, you know, one of the things I've noticed reselling is going into thrift stores, going to garage sales. I find so many things that I want to get for Heather's, my wife, or for Judah, my son. Um, I got Heather a pair of hunter boots at one garage sale that was really cool. Um, we found this really cool toy for for my son at the last garage sale that we went to. But anyway, so so I found things for them, but we were walking along and we saw um, a, a Chia Pet, a Trolls Chia Pet, new in box, right? Super bizarre. And there were some toys that I wanted to get here. And my wife was kind of playing with this thing. And she's like, oh, I've always wanted a Chia Pet. And so... She always wanted a Chia Pet? Yeah. And okay. so I was like, oh, this is cool. So I bundled the, the Chia Pet with a bunch of other toys, you know, just trying to, like, get the best deal I could. And we got a really good deal. I think we ended up getting the Chia Pet. It was, like, for a dollar or something. And we were looking up comps, and we're like, oh, they sell for, like, this one will sell for, like, you know, $25 with shipping or $20 with shipping. So it's a pretty decent ROI. And then we're looking at it, and we're like, do you want to just do it? Like, let's let's not uh, – let's not – sell this let's not list it let's just grow a chia pet like make the chia yeah so we've we've got this trolls chia pet that we we spent an evening and we soaked it in the water and we put the seeds on it and it's growing like crazy and it's pretty fun every day we come home and we look and we see how troll the chia is doing does it brighten your day like when you walk in and you're like there's my troll it's neat like it really is like it's a it's a bizarre neat thing that these seeds just stick to this pot and they grow really fast like in like three days it went from seeds on this pot to like a full i'm sure some of you guys have done chia pets before uh but it's just fun so i guess my my what the point of this story is have fun while you're doing this right like, i agree you're I agree. out there you're finding stuff sometimes you're going to find unique things i mean chia pets aren't that unique but you're going to find bizarre weird things and you know you're getting major bargains sometimes just have fun do something crazy do something weird enjoy the experience no, i agree like with my son's our nerf gun collection is from garage sales nice we have like a full arsenal nice and uh, we picked up one that shoots 30 rounds like a fully automatic 
It, it's awesome. That's cool. I mean, it's it's like, you know, with the Nerf guns, we have these Nerf battles and garage sales. Yep. So I totally get what you're saying. Because in the end, you're saving money, too. Yeah, you're saving a ton of money. We found, I mean, hopefully none of the people that we're buying gifts for are listening to the podcast at the moment. But, like, there's times you find stuff no, in the box. No, we want them to listen. Oh, that's true. But but I don't want them to know their gift came from a garage sale. Okay. Uh, but we found quite a few things, either clearance inside of a, you know, a, a major box store or... Um, you know, at a garage sale, new in box, and we're like, this is really cool. So-and-so would like this for their birthday. Hey, we're getting it for $2, right? And so normally we spend like, you know, $25 on this person. So even when you're doing that and you're not listing and selling it, you're still getting the person something they want and you're saving yourself. So, you know, the old saying of, you know, penny saved is a penny earned, right? So there you go. You have quotes, you know that? Like you are a wealth of quotes. I love quotes. I think every podcast we have a quote. Yeah. Let me... I should, I should just add that as my thing, my, the quote of the week. Yeah, but I, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see where that lands. We need to have, we have be real, be relevant, be reselling. But see, it doesn't need to be like a quote that's our no. motto. Just like a quote that like, this is a like an inspirational an inspi- quote for the week. I don't know. I'm not a quote kind of guy. Oh, you're crazy. No, like, because I don't know. All right, here, I got another one. I'm going to do one more out Whoa, there. Wait, wait, we got to move on with the podcast. We're going to move on after I give okay. this quote. All right, so here it goes. This is, this is one of my favorites. So. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Oh, my. See, that's what I mean. That's why I'm not a fan of quotes. Because, it's, no, yeah. it's true. Tell me one thing in your life that oh, you can stagnate on. You're either moving not, forward or you're moving backwards. I, it's true. I think, therefore, I am. All right. Let's move on. Oh, this is so, Okay. You're either you're, you're progressing we, or you're People regressing. are shutting off the podcast right I now. I love this stuff. Okay. Anyway, we got to move Let on. Let us know. All right. So about some current topics. Okay. eBay changes. So this is... Getting pretty big on Instagram. Uh, Posh Hanger, she's awesome. She's a one-woman show, and she has been killing eBay for, like, years. And uh, she she posted this on her Instagram. Uh, she actually went to eBay headquarters. And there's a couple other people that got information about this. But I guess eBay now is going to start doing a couple new things. Now, there's no timeline. Mm. So that kind of worries me, right? When you don't have timelines. It be years down the road. Oh, I know. I, I, I know this one organization when I was a teacher. And you know what I'm talking about. They would say, like, hey, we have this new thing coming, but they never had a timeline. Mm. And, like, it never happened. Yep. Right? And this program is still terrible. You, you kind I know. Of, yeah, yeah. You know I what I'm know. talking about. So that's my hope that eBay sets a timeline. But they're supposed to, get this, send offers to watchers. So that means if you see, you know, we always talk about watchers. Right? And we're like, oh, if we could only just tell them, like, hey, we'll sell this to you for cheaper. Mm. Right, because Poshmark does it does that, don't they? Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. I know if they bundle, so they don't have like a watcher in the same way that. But like, eBay if they has. like items, you can send them. It's not even like so. It's a weird thing. We're still trying to figure it out. So maybe if you're a listener, you can like give us a little bit more advice. We've been looking it up like crazy. But so Posh has a thing called bundles where people can select things from your store and then they create their own bundle and then they can make an offer on the bundle. Some people, it seems like, use the bundle option as like a watch. So they they put an item into a bundle, and then that's their way of watching. They don't ever add another item, but they just add this one item to a bundle. Because with a bundle, they can get like 10% off if they buy three things or something like that. Your store is set up that way, so automatically okay. three items. But you can send an offer to somebody who has an item in your bundle. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. And so now you could do that. So that's going to be pretty that awesome. That would be awesome. I mean, what do you no. think about that? No, I mean, that'd be great. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, there's, there's times when you've got an item where – there's a bunch of people watching it. And again, you want to just say like, 
I'll give it to you for $5 off, right? Or $10 off or whatever the, the, the discount is. But unless they send you an offer, the other thing is you lower your price. But, you know, at times that works, at times it doesn't. And then it sits at a lower price and they're still watching. And now if they're going to make an offer, it's going to be based off that new lower price, right? So Well, now it'll send it to the last 10 watchers. Mm. So not just one person, like you're sending it to everybody. Is that watchers or people who viewed it? No, watchers. Okay. Watchers, which is, to me, is pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I'm not trying to be, you know, cynical about this. Is cynical the right word? No. Okay. <laughs> I just got to go to English teacher. So I think watchers on eBay and people on Posh are different. Let me just track with me here. So do you remember, like, why I watch items? Do you remember what I said, like, a few podcasts ago? Yeah, I mean, I, I know some people, including you, say you'll watch sometimes to see if somebody's able to sell an item at a certain price. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like, especially if you're their competition, you're trying to sell something similar, what are they listing it for? What can you list it for and sell it for? So my only concern is that a lot of people are going to be, like, super pumped about this. And it's not going to affect their sales like they think it's going to affect their sales. But how many how many of the watchers do you think that is that are other resellers? I, I have no idea. But I know that, you know, sometimes I've had items that have had 40 watchers and I've dropped the price and it didn't do anything. So it's just people are interested. Yeah. You know, like if I threw up Freddie Funko right on there, I'm sure I'd get a ton of watchers. Who would buy? I don't know. Maybe they, you know, they're like me. I, I'm watching every Freddie Funko because I want to see what they're selling for mm, right. over time. So I don't know, but I think it's an awesome, awesome idea. Yeah, that'd be great. Right? It beats the other way. Do you know what the other way is right now, how to do it? I've got no clue. Okay, so eBay sends you an email, and they're like, hey, these items are in people's carts. If you lower the price, you may get a purchase. Hmm. I haven't gotten that. I've gotten the try try dropping the price this item might sell, but it has nothing to do with, like, watchers. It's just... So that's interesting. I haven't gotten that email yet. Yeah, I've gotten it and I've done it and zero, no mm, conversion. Hasn't worked. So, but I, I do think this will work. What, what I do like is if you have a lot of watchers and that's something that people want, then it's going to create like, hey, I need to buy this and I need to buy it now, right? Yeah, it's true. And so people will do that impulse buy and they'll purchase it. So hopefully this gets rolled out like soon, especially before Q4 rolls out. Especially if you can do a message in with the offer, right? Like, that would be great. If I can't, if this doesn't sell by the end of the day, I'm taking it off of my store. If you're interested, please, right? Like, you know, because if you've got something sitting that you've had listed for a couple of years and you're like, well, I don't know if it's going to sell. Sometimes it's worth, I don't know if you ever take stuff off or not, but, you know, no, that, I, hey, think, I think you can use create that, that sense of urgency, right? Yeah, unless that's all you do. And then people are like, oh, it's just that guy again. <laughs> you know what I mean? He said that three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> he still hasn't pulled the item. All right. Now, the other one was, that now people are going to have to immediately pay. So oh, that would be amazing. Are you talking about like if you accept an offer of theirs? If you accept an offer or oh. even even if people buy something. You know how some people buy something, yeah. but they don't pay for it? Dealing with several of those right now. Doesn't that drive you crazy? It's crazy, yeah. Especially when they say like, well, I don't get paid until next Friday. Look, I'm not your, your like layaway, right? Like this isn't like buy it so that nobody else buys it and then wait two and a half weeks to pay me. It just, it drives me crazy. Because then, you know, all day you're going, like, you're looking and, like, I'll send them an invoice to remind them. And when we pack stuff, when stuff sells, like, we'll pack it that night because most of the time people will pay within, you know, however many hours we get the money almost right away from most. But, yeah, we've got a couple of boxes sitting around that are packed and ready to go, and we don't want to unpack them because 
Then you got to unpack them. So now they're taking up more space than they would if they weren't packed. I mean, the nice thing is as soon as they pay, we just slap the label on and send it off. But See, I'm the other way. Like, I won't do it because I've had so many times I spent the time packing and then no payment. Mm. And then I have to go get out of the, you know, all the packaging and put it back in the inventory because I can't put it back into my storage in a box is going to take, take yeah. up too much space. Yep. No, that's true. If, if it was more than a couple items, probably wouldn't do it. But as of now, we only have a couple like that. And so it's worked out for us. But yeah, if, if we had a lot of them not selling, you know, we've only had a handful of the, the not open, pairs. Yeah, the open case for the no See, pay. to me, that's a bigger game changer. Mm -hmm. Right now, let me go show the other side of it. The other side of it is I'm thankful sometimes when people don't pay. Mm. Check with me here. You're like looking at me like, where's he going with this? The reason I say that is I think it's nice if people don't pay right away because maybe somebody buys it and then they get remorse in like an hour. Right. Or and then they're hours. not leaving you negative feedback when they get it. Or negative feedback or like, you know, they return it and then you're losing even more money because right. now you have to pay for if you're doing free returns, you have to pay for the return shipping. Right. And so I think about that and I go, you know, this is kind of a two-edged sword. Oh. Right. The one side is people have to immediately pay, but then what if they want to cancel the transaction five That's minutes true. later? Yep. So we'll see how it plays out. I do think they're both game changers. I think they will both bring major revenue uh to our stores. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I think that'd be it's good for us. I mean, I mean we were talking a little bit about this off mic, but um, you know, eBay No, no pun intended. <laughs> um eBay is is it's Kind of the big dog other than Amazon. I mean, Amazon and eBay are, are different. They're they're not the same. So you can't, it's kind of apples to oranges in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, eBay is the, the the veteran group. It's been around the longest. It's got the most, you know, um, it's got the, it's got staying power, right? Is what I'm trying to say. It's going to be here. But I also think that, you know, the younger generations coming up that have grown up with Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook as their primary means of communication are moving more towards the platforms that are a little bit social media oriented, kind of like the posh. So if eBay can recognize that they have the power, they have, they're the, they're the big one in the industry, right? They're the big fish. If they can start to pull in these things that attract the younger buyers, they stay that instead of potentially dying off in 10 years or 15 years because, you know, the younger generation coming up is just more attracted to um, a different style. I 100% agree. And I really think this is going to keep eBay relevant. Mm. Right now, if eBay takes too long, and we're still talking about this in a podcast 139, mm. then I'm really worried about eBay. Yeah. Like, th this needs to roll. I would say this needs to roll out before Q4 even starts. Mm. Right, because then people will start going to eBay and people will start buying more. And listen, eBay, if they do this right, I think, and I'm not this major major business or market analyst kind of guy, but I think if eBay does this right, they could blow the other company out of the water. But, but why do you think that this would draw customers? I see why this is beneficial for a seller, but what makes you think this is super beneficial for customers? It's a great question. Because what ends up happening now is a lot of people have left eBay. Right. And they and they go to Poshmark because of stuff like this. Mm. Right. Not not the ultimate reason. There's other reasons too, but a lot of people get fed up. They get fed of fed up with non-paying buyers. I mean, you think of like Mercari and Poshmark and whatever else is out there, like this was easy for them to understand. Mm. 
right? It's not, I, and I don't know what everything that goes behind it as far as, you know, technical issues and all that, but this was like a no brainer. And so people got, get fed up with eBay and especially with all the eBay glitches and everything. So what ends up happening, you start drawing people back, mm. right? And then you, you have more items that go into the market. And then what ends up happening is more people want those items, right? right? So you start attracting more. Right. And then let's say this keeps moving forward. Right. And so eBay sales pick up and then eBay is known as a place that, hey, you know what? If there's something I want and I start watching it like it's it's this is like Poshmark or Mercari or whatever else is it is that people are willing to work with me. And so people want more of that. Well, I mean, to be honest, before I started selling on eBay, I didn't even realize the best offer thing was a thing on eBay. Right. Like I don't. I remembered eBay as just auction. A few people were doing buy it now with auction. I didn't really remember it as being a lot of things sold just buy it now and definitely not best offer. And it's amazing to me, like, you know, I'll be at a store and I'm looking up, I'm trying to source items and I see like, you know, at, you know, Walmart or whatever, this item's on clearance. It's normally $39. It's on sale for 12 thinking, sweet, let's check this out. And I look them up on eBay and they're going for $9 and free shipping on eBay. And I'm thinking, where has this been my whole life? I didn't realize I could get new in box stuff Mm -hmm. so cheap on eBay. So I don't know if there's something that needs to happen um, marketing wise for eBay to let people know that, hey, like if you want to buy something, I mean, Amazon, everyone knows to check Amazon, but you know, we've already talked about Amazon doesn't specialize in everything, right? Like they, they basically are the everything store, but the, the unique stuff they might not have as much. And eBay is is an alternative. Like sometimes the eBay prices are cheaper than the Amazon prices. No, I and agree. free shipping on a lot of stuff. I agree. They but you know, I, I think marketing that that's always been a thing. Like the when two weeks ago, I, I or maybe last podcast, you're like, Yeah, does eBay have gift cards? Remember you brought that up and I go, Yeah, you're right. Like I go to the store and I see pretty much Amazon gift cards. Yep. Right, I see. I've seen eBay gift cards, but man, the the marketing's not there now. They're doing better. I see them on social media all the mm-hmm. time. Right, maybe it's because we have an Instagram that's about reselling, and so right. maybe that's why we're, we're seeing their, it. Yeah, you know, we're seeing it. But they definitely they, they didn't do more to appeal. But I think I think it's still there. I think there's so many people selling, and there's so many people that know eBay. Just the other day, I'm driving, and it's a talk show, and they said, "Hey, for a talk show, you know we're." We're putting a lot of our items up on eBay for you to purchase, right? No one's mm-hmm. saying, hey, we're putting a lot of our items on Poshmark or Mercari. Right. eBay is still part of our culture. Mm. So they need to hold on to that. And need to, they need to run with I it. I need to capitalize on it as soon as possible. Okay. So if you want to call us for eBay, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, there we go. We'll right. help you market. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit. Amazon. Do you want to talk about Amazon? No. Why, why die? <sighs> Okay, I'm not going to go into that. All right. Anyways, let's talk. There's a, okay, there's a reason. If you don't know the reason, maybe we should just put the Insta story up because you revealed the reason on the Insta story. Did I? You did. I don't remember that. What it's on there. We went live today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went live. If you haven't watched our live stream, check it out. It's pretty but cool. But it's, it's going to be gone in 24 hours. Ooh, yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, the Insta story is gone. You missed it. You should have joined us. And for those of you who did join us, you guys are super awesome. All of you are super awesome. You guys are also super We're awesome. We're just going to go this way. Mike needs a little bit of accountability on, on shipping out to Amazon. That's all we're going to say. Okay, you know what? That's true, but let me, in my defense, 
I went from, in, in like a month period of time, I went from 20 items to like 130 items in my eBay store and selling a ton of stuff on Poshmark and learning that offer up was a thing and let go. I was still using Craigslist. So I am now- That's a good step. I am now on three different platforms that I wasn't on like a month ago. So I haven't sent into Amazon yet. I have a box ready to go, but I've wow, also you actually expanded. Confessed. I've expanded into some other markets. So I, I'm still moving forward. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. I'm wow. still moving forward, uh, but just haven't got quite to the shipment to Amazon yet. Okay. All right. So that, okay. So let's what now, do you have to say about Amazon? So I, you know, People have already exhausted this a little bit, so I don't want to spend too much time, but the Amazon Inventory Performance Index. Okay, so that sounds... <laughs> if you're a person who, like, is, is new to this, if you're an expert, you're probably like, yeah, okay, continue. If you're new to this, you're like, did you just, like, read out of a medical book or something? Okay, so let me explain this, because those of you that are hopping onto Amazon as new sellers, and some of you that have been selling for a little bit, but you haven't been paying attention. So if you go to your Seller Central, on the bottom right... There's this graph and it says, you know, Amazon Inventory Performance Index or called Amazon IPI. It basically is this number they measure you with. And if you, your number does not show above a 350, they're going to limit your storage at the end of each quarter. Mm. Right. So back in the day, Amazon, like I would say three years ago, I think they only had long term storage fees once a year. Right. So you could send in whatever you want and you would never pay long-term storage mm. fees. Then Amazon went to six months. And they gave you a period during the six months that they would let you send it back for, you know, for free. And then you would pay maybe 50 cents an item and get it sent back. And you wouldn't be charged long-term storage fees. Well, warehouses started getting really full. Right. And some of you have been doing Amazon for a while. You know this. So please bear with me. 